So, Will, we have made the decision that the, the thing that people want to hear about today is not gimmicks. Halo. <laughs> gimmicks in gaming. Like, hey, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine, like, Halo's a gimmick. <laughs> it really is. Everything, everything is a gimmick in that game. Everything's, everything in general is a gimmick. Nothing's real anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even you. You're not real either. What was yeah. that? Oh, you know. <laughs> it's the echo. It's, I what on earth? I, you know, it's funny. We keep getting more subscribers and less people tuning into our live stream. So we must be doing yeah. something right. Or wrong. I don't know. I don't know how that works. YouTube <laughs> just feels bad for us. It's like, here's a couple more. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think YouTube ever throws anybody a bone. That's true. I could be wrong. Did you guys hear a, a, a alcoholic beverage cracking open? No, my that's my water bottle. I thought you were going to say you heard oh. my dog drinking water very loudly in the background. No, I did not hear that. I'm not going to ask that. I'm, I'm convinced that they that. wait until I start streaming, and they're like, oh, this is the time. <laughs> oh, <it's> the time. <laughs> so, Will, you know, before we get into this, I got to ask, have you played any Metroid Dread? No, man. <laughs> yes, I, I really want to hear. Huh? I know, I know. I'll do, I'll do better next week. I'll play next week. Because... That's my game of the year, and and I think I think tonight would be a good time before we get into the gaming gimmicks to go through and discuss your issues with my game awards. Oh yeah, bring them back up. I don't remember them off the top of my head which ones you picked. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull up the game awards here. We'll we'll. Uh, all, right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good game awards. I think let's, we'll have you vote live on stream. I like it. Well, my my vote will obviously be correct. While yours is wrong. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to. How do I? How do we get you to vote with me? Can you share a screen? Can you all pull up the game? If I send you the link, will you? Yeah, pull send me a link. I can probably do it. Yeah, vote with your Twitter account, and then we'll share. Oh, not account. my Twitter account because I don't remember the password. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Send it in the. Uh, can you send it in the chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or can so, I only do it to Twitter? No, you can. If you use your Twitter account, it's easier. Well, how about this? Just send it to me, and I and I can just do it on my phone, and you can have it on the screen on your screen. If you want to do that way. Oh, yeah, I can show. The, yeah, you're right. Okay. So I click go vote. I think I can look at the votes. Hold on. Give me a second. Start voting. Let's see if it lets you vote without, like, linking. Oh, yeah, so, so you can go categories. Okay. So here's what we can do. I can pull it up on screen. You can tell us what you voted for. Sounds Game good, man. Game Awards. Let's do it. Let me share the, share the screens. Share the screens. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Hold on. Stop that. Stop that. Stop. Garbage. You are garbage. You are garbage. I'm glad you finally realized this. All it's right. Okay. Let me let me fix the cropping here and make it look nice. Make it look nice for Will. Mm-hmm. Looking no, good, almost, looking good. We're almost there. We're almost there. Perfect. Now we fill the screen. Okay. All right, Will. Who's your vote? You got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village for Game of the Year. All right, well, there's several I'm already going like, to take out of the running. One, Resident Evil. I realize that people really love that series. I freaking hate it. I, I've tried. I know that like, every single game is very different from the last. I just I, I can't do it. I haven't gotten into it. Um, and then also Ratchet and Clank. I obviously don't have a PS5, so I, I couldn't play it even if I wanted to, but I've never liked that series on the on the other PlayStations. I have respect for Ratchet and Clank, but I would not say it's my favorite. Okay. Um, it's going to be between Psychonauts 2, and I, I realize that like, I haven't played Metroid Dread, so I'm going to have to pick Metro- <laughs> Psychonauts 2 because it is have phenomenal. Have you played it? I have played it. It's on Game Pass, boy. Okay. Boy. All right. All right. Boy. 
Yeah, that's good. I could care less about Psychonauts. Like, I'm not going to lie. The thing is, I think most people feel that way, and then they play it, and they're like, oh, this is this is something special. <laughs> so that's how I felt about the first game. I remember thinking, like, this is the dumbest thing ever. It's the dumbest concept. You're going into someone's mind. It's But it's really good. Yeah. It's almost like Inception, except with cartoons. Yeah, kind of. And it's goofy. Uh, it's really goofy. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I haven't played Deathloop, but the concept really intrigues me, and as soon as that's not an exclusive, I will definitely tune into that. Uh, isn't Deathloop by like like Bethesda? It is Bethesda. Yeah, like, but it's not. It's not actually Bethesda. It's like because yeah, Arcane yeah. Studios, but it's got yeah, Bethesda yeah. publisher. I think right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Microsoft technically owns that game. Too? Oh yeah, I would go with Psychonauts too. But like I said, it could be Metro Dread. I just I will can update this later this week. The one game I don't think either of us really talked about is it's take, it takes. Two. That, that's a great game. I just I wouldn't is do it? that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next category is. Best game direction. So what is like, what does that mean? It says awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So like which game plays the best and is designed the best. Mm, this is a tough one. Hmm, hmm, I picked hmm. Deathloop for this. Just I, I really, I, I'm not trying to. It is a really cool people. concept. I love that. The thing, the Ratchet and Clank, you and I just hated on in the last category. The rifts that you can like jump between the different rifts is a really cool concept, too. Mm. You know what's funny is, uh, just to give you a little brief pause before you have to make a decision. Yeah. I constantly, for the longest time, was confusing Returnal and Deathloop just because their names and mean like similar things. Yeah. So like when I would hear the word Returnal and I'd hear Deathloop and I was like, aren't this isn't that the same game? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> for the longest time, because Returnal just sounds to me like it could be like another name for Deathloop. Yeah, I'll go with Deathloop in this one. The concept is really cool. Okay. Let's see here. So best narrative. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which one I picked? Because I'm not going to try and bias you. I just want to Marvel Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't, didn't you? I didn't yeah. No, I'm not going to pick that one. It's between Life is Strange and Psychonauts again. Um, I'll go with Life is Strange on this one. Life is Strange. Okay. I really like that series. So far, we're pretty pretty close, except for the game of the year. Best art direction. Okay, I think this is where we might align. I don't remember which one you picked on this. I do. I think you death. Or no, you you picked Ratchet and Clank. I did. I think I might actually pick Ratchet and Clank for this one too. I think the art in Ratchet and Clank is fantastic and scaled up to 4K for this game is awesome. Yeah, I don't want to just keep picking Psychonauts, but I also really like the art direction in that game. I I don't like for me it's like you know, acid trip style art, and I'm not really a big fan of it. Well, it's it's super weird, but the thing is it fits with what they're trying it fits with the vision. No, it definitely does, like lucid dreams and all that. Yeah, Yeah. it fits. I I just wouldn't pick it personally. Fair. All right, Ratchet and Clank, it's a beautiful game. I'm not trying to bias you here. I want you to pick. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Best okay. score in music. This is tough because I'm super biased in this, and the game that I would pick isn't here. <laughs> well, what, what, oh, Halo. Halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah I love. Halo didn't come out in time for the game awards. I know it didn't come out in time. Just, but that's what I keep thinking about. I haven't played. But, but there's a later category where really Halo should be on the list, and mm-hmm. it isn't. You picked Death or not Deathloop? You picked Cyberpunk for this one. I did because it's the only part of the game that I can say worked on launch, and it was amazing. I'll go with Cyberpunk. You don't have to pick what I'm picking. I'm, just I'm like, only going with that. De- yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's the only time design. that we we've, we've overlapped. Is that one time? No, we don't. Have any, 
we've overlapped on a couple, but I think this one, hands down, there is a winner. Uh, but I'll tell you after you. I'm doing Forza Horizon Five. You picked the same one I did. Yeah, because that game is game freaking audio. beautiful and it sounds so good and looks so good. Yes. And I I hate racing games, so that's saying something. <laughs> there's, there's very few like racing games that I can honestly say like took my breath away in sound and audio design. Forza Horizon Five just sounds amazing. Yeah, and to be fair, it's not really a racing game; it's a driving game. It's, it's very an arcade different. racer. Yeah, well, you can like just drive around to different places, so yeah, it's, cool. it's a driving game. I got you. So this one I had a hard time with because like I don't pay attention a lot of times. Yeah, to do, I know. But I did pick one that I thought made a lot of sense based on how impactful their character was. But there was another one that oh. I would have considered picking. I'm going to go with Juan Carlo just because that dude is freaking awesome, and I love him being a villain in anything he does. Yeah, he was my second second choice. My my top choice, obviously, was Maggie Robertson. Yes, yes. So that that was my choice, but I I my Giancarlo was my second one. I'm a little bit jaded though because I really don't like Resident Evil. <laughs> I agree, but I thought the performance was. Stellar. Yeah, I know you have to separate yourself from like you actually like in a game versus like a really great performance, like just in a movie. But now, games for impact. Which one are you gonna pick on this one? Games for impact. What's the what is the small text? Says, for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. Life is strange. Go That's exactly down. what I picked. There was yeah. no, there was no contest for me. Yeah. Best ongoing. So I also had like almost I had very little input on this, but there was one that stood out. Yeah, me. you said Final Fantasy. Um, that's tough. I mean, Fortnite, because <laughs> it's like I don't understand how the game is even still around, but they're pumping out stuff, and they actually just pulled out of uh, China this week. Huh. I didn't yeah. know. That. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, Apex Legends was my second choice. Yeah, Apex Fantasy. Legends is really neat. I just I suck at these games. The reason I picked Final Fantasy fourteen, I'll be honest, was because of the um, mo- it's my most improved ongoing game. Because yeah, that's it fair. Did, it that's has fair. kind of taken over the space that WoW inhabited for so long. Okay. All right, best indie. Twelve minutes. That was an easy one. Okay. I was super upset with you for not picking twelve <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I'd have to have played it to pick it. Yeah, no, the thing is, when I saw this at, you know, Xbox's, um, like, E3 2019, 2018, I was impressed at it then. I thought it looked really cool. There's a deer game that's coming out at some point that I'm going to buy day one when, when it, it finally like, does. Is it like Goat Simulator? And, and No, no, no. It's oh, not okay. Deer Simulator. It's like your antlers glow and you like go i have no idea what the gameplay is like but you basically you're playing as a deer your antlers glow and you're going through kind of like a like a dreamscape huh it's cool i want to i want it so bad anyway i would Sounds definitely like almost like an ori in the blind forest style. yeah it's very similar like uh the tricks with the lighting is very similar huh okay so you pick bat for your best indie like and just for the record anybody who's tuning in i'm going to clip this intro with will picking his stuff to launch either tomorrow or sometime next week. And it was big Will's response to my horrible <laughs> choices. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we both suck because we haven't played every single game on the list. So, no, but we have enough of a understanding to pick yeah. mo- most categories, not all, but most best mobile games. Like, I think you're in the same boat as me. You don't play mobile games. Uh, I think I've heard of two of these. <laughs> You've heard of the Pokemon I, one, I'm sure. And Genshin Impact. Those are the only ones. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just couldn't pick Pokemon because I hate seeing Pokemon go to mobile. Yeah, I, I feel like I've heard that's really terrible. I don't am, know. am I wrong on this? I know Erica likes this, likes this game. I don't know. <laughs> um, I know. I've heard enough about Genshin Impact to know it's actually decent. 
Yeah, I'll do Genjin because we've had guests on saying that it was a lot of fun. So, but to be fair, Will and I just don't play mobile games. No. Best community support. Mm-hmm. I would have picked Halo if it was on the list. Thank you very much. MCC should be here. Yeah, let's see. Best communities. I would pick Apex Legends. I've heard really good things about their community support. I don't know enough. Like, No Man's Sky, Like it was like, again, co- continuous improvement on the game. Yes. No Man's Sky. Uh, Destiny well, 2, I've heard it, really it, mixed it, things. This helps you right here. Recognize a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, and game updates and patches. I do Apex Legends. I feel like they're they're very open about what they're giving. And the thing is, like Destiny, no, it's it's super inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what's going on with Bungie. Sometimes they're like, great, and then sometimes they suck. No, I said three four three for the MCC personally. Like, oh I yeah, well I choice. think they've been super super open about what they're doing. Yeah. All right, innovation in accessibility. What's the? Uh, it says recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. There's only one game on this list that I really think fits the bill, but that's just my opinion. Um, man, honestly, I don't know. I would say Forza, but that's only because I know Xbox has invested so much money into accessibility, button mapping, and also the controllers, but that's not a game. Um, but you could say that because Xbox has poured that much money and time into it to make games like Forza work with their controller. Fair. I would well, I consider mean, that to be the winner. But yeah, I'll, I'll cool. pick Forza again. <laughs> Forza should win every category because it's freaking The, the reason why, and I think that's the reason why you got to pick it, is because, like, yeah, Far Cry 6 is on multiple platforms. Yeah, Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy is on multiple platforms. Is it on multiple? I think it's on multiple platforms, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and then uh, Ratchet and Clank's a PS5 only, and Valve Shadow of the Crown. I don't even know where that. I don't even know that game is. <laughs> yeah. is Sorry. That, isn't that the one that I thought? Isn't that the one that I thought was Fable when they were unveiling it in the? Uh, Maybe it's possible. I think that's what it was. I I'm not going to play that game. It's not not my cup of tea. But um, Forza is the only one that I could pick, just because I know how much work Xbox has done to build mm-hmm. games. For like Forza. A, and honestly, it's a very small market. So the fact that they they did that is pretty awesome. And their their customizable controllers are like pushing mm-hmm. boundaries that you. And then the other thing I looked at was they're legit like racing wheels built for Forza Horizon Five. Like that's insane. Yep. <laughs> that we're still doing that and they're getting better. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. I'm Best not VR AR. Let's see. <laughs> I expect you to die too. I've heard good things about that one. I had picked Resident Evil Four. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. You're never gonna get me with that. So, <laughs> to me, the best VR games are always horror games. Yeah, that's fair. Best action game. Ooh, ooh, this is gonna be a tough. You know which one. one I picked? Yeah, you picked Back for Blood. Yep. Um. Oh, it's between Back for Blood and Deathloop for me. Let's think. Um. If I had a PS5, Deathloop would probably be the only game I would have bought so far. Yeah, I I would definitely buy Deathloop already. I don't know. Honestly, like, I'll pick Deathloop because it's it's a cooler concept and Back for Blood needs it has some fixes that it needs to do with the bosses. It's too hard for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the IGN journalist. It's yeah, I know. Hard. I know. Exactly. I, I would never be able to, to survive the comments on my videos. All right, best action and adventure game. 
Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wait a minute. Metro Dread. Um, I was going to say, I don't know how you pick anything over Metro Dread. Yeah, no, Metro Dread. I'll I'll go with that. I've seen enough reviews, and I've gotten a general good feel on both games, so. You need to play it. Uh, honestly, I think I think you can get through Metroid Dread no problem, but it'll be a lot of fun tearing through it. Mm-hmm. Some of the boss battles are difficult, but you get over it. Well, that's the reason why the boss is. role-playing game, Will. Which is, well, you actually, you might own two on this list. I don't know. Mm, best role-playing I know you own game. one on this list. Yeah. Well, I think I know which one you pick, so it's SMT5. I'll just go with that because the resounding love for that game, I think, just speaks volumes. Yeah, I think you need to play it. I think you'll enjoy it. It's like it does for the Shin Megami Tensei franchise what Breath of the Wild did for Zelda. Okay. And while I don't like what they did with Zelda, I love how they did this with Shin Megami Tensei Five. Okay, fair. I, I hate it for the Zelda game, but I, I don't get the it. hate for the Zelda game. I realize it's so different, so I get that, but I really like it. I love what they did with SMT Five. Best fighting game. I don't know. I don't even know what that one is. Didn't don't know what that one is. Wow, there's a lot of these I don't know. I'm gonna go with Nickelodeon because, of course. Yes, you did what I did. You said <laughs> I don't know any of these other games. <laughs> well, I mean, I know Virtua, but I've never been yeah, a fan yeah, of the yeah. series. Best Family Game. You got It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstar. Is is this Takes Two even actually a family oriented game? I don't know if I would pick. That I don't know Family but, Game. Uh, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World, Plus Bowser's Fury, and then No, Mario I refuse to vote for that one because that is an old game. Um, <laughs> they added Bowser's Fury. Well, what are you talking about? No, I re- no, I refuse to accept it as a new game. In, in that same vein, then Mario Party Superstars is that new? Uh, fair because it's all just reused maps. Uh, hmm, let's think. Which one would my nieces prefer to play with me? <laughs> well, I know exactly which one it would. Well, I, I'm not, I guess I don't know exactly, but I have a guess which one they would. It's probably WarioWare because it's a bunch of little mini games and their attention spans are like it's attention span of a grain of rice. So oh, I thought it was going to be Pokemon Snap. Nah, they're not in the Pokemon. I'll oh, go with WarioWare on this one. That's what I picked, which really? is a game I do mm-hmm. tend to get. I love WarioWare games, actually. It's one of the games you gave me on the list, man. Yeah. Maybe it'll come. Maybe it won't. <laughs> Best sim and strategy game. This one was a hard one, actually, for me, and I picked against my own uh, my own normal choice. <laughs> I like this comment that we got in the chat. Yeah, I see it. The <laughs> are rigged. Has a lot I of don't get them either. Cough, cough, Last of Us 2. Like, I don't even understand. That's, that's why we're doing our own vote. Who cares what they actually pick? Well, the thing is, I don't even understand how the games get nominated for the categories. Because, like, again, oh, like, some of these are like... no idea. I don't know some of these games. So, like, how did I miss out on this? And also, too, uh, why are, like, certain games not in the list? Like, why is MCC never in the freaking, like, continuing support category? Like, what the hell? Uh, that, that, that game is a poster child of what you do. Well, you know why? It's because MCC was never actually designed as a service game. It became well, who, a service who, game. Well, so is Final Fantasy. That wasn't designed as a service game, was it? It was, kind of. I'm going to go with Age of Empires because I'm not going to pick anything else. Definitely. I'm surprised. Pick you know, actually, you know, what, you know what I picked? You picked uh, Flight Simulator, which is beautiful. Yes. And it's really cool to go like the fly through the vistas and stuff. But at the end of the day, what am I going to play more of? Age of Empires. Yeah, I just thought that the the level of effort and detail they put into the new Microsoft Flight Simulator was beyond anything I expected. And so I had to pick that one despite 
because there I have some gripes with Age of Empires four. It's not what I wanted from Age of Empires three. Oh, forward. what did you want? I well, let's just put it this way: there were other things that they were moving forward with, and, and the fact that Ensemble Studios is no longer around, I, I have a hard time picking Age of Empires four. It doesn't feel like it feels like a spiritual reboot that I didn't want, not a continuation of the series I loved. Fair, fair. The meta has changed. It, it is reviewing very well, though. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but my friend and I, we both looked at it, and we have severe love for three, and we can't get into it. <laughs> There's too much meta. It's like, it's like if you were a Left for Dead fan because you like the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. and you got into Back for Blood, and you hate the meta, that's like kind of how I feel about Age of Empires 4. Okay. All right, best sports and racing game. No yeah, why, why are the other ones even in this list? I will also, say, how the hell is FIFA in this list? Sports and racing. No, the thing is, FIFA should not be on any list other than like biggest dog pile of shit. I thought people <laughs> were saying FIFA 20. Like, no. from, what I, from what I've heard, FIFA is usually a good game, isn't no, it? No, it's crap. It's just like uh, all the other sports games. Just reskinned. I and... think they said that FIFA 22 is actually a pretty good improvement. No, I refuse to accept it. Okay, whatever. Uh, then there's a cool game like Riders Republic that I've never heard of and haven't ever tried. But like, it I have, like, I've heard heard that Hot Wheels Unleashed is actually very good. That's what I have heard too. I've heard Hot Wheels yeah. Unleashed is really good. Uh, I haven't played it, and I know that there's a Hot Wheel car in Forza. So, mm-hmm. well, they usually have a Hot Wheels expansion. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the next one. Say, so, yeah, Forza is what I picked too. Forza, best multiplayer. Let's see what. Where's Halo MCC? No. Well, where's the new Halo? I mean, the, the multiplayer is pretty banging. It was not out in time for the Game Awards. It was close. Yeah. Yep. Was this is why they should have the Game Awards in like January, so you can get all the freaking games in. Nah, because they wanted in before the Powerball drops. Oh, Powerball, not the Powerball. Power. <laughs> yeah, I under, totally understood what he meant. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> Knockout City looks really cool, but I haven't played it yet. Um. You know, new. Course, you know, the first time I disagree with you, I think Age of Empires three is the best. But I am in a much smaller community than you, because a lot of people love Age of Empires two and are not big fans of what three did. But I love three, and Age of Mythology is probably a close second for me. Yeah, you know, New World's going to win this category probably. So I'm going to go with Back for Blood because I enjoyed the only, multiplayer only because they got Jeff Bezos money. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, you said which one? I'm sorry. Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Okay. Yeah. This is the one where I was like, eh. I mean, I, I wouldn't have picked any of these people necessarily as my favorite content creator of the year. Not gonna lie, I don't think I've watched a single one of these people. So I've seen I've seen Dream before, and the content's good, but I wouldn't like my list would be very different from this list. No yeah, offense, no. any of the creators. Oh, I'm list. sure they're great, and I'm sure they have huge followings. I just I've never heard of any of them. Yeah. <laughs> what I are they? What kind of content the fact do that they create? I have heard the fact that I've heard of Dream, and I don't play Minecraft says something about Dream. All right, you're forcing me to pick Dream. I like the fact that he has a drawn avatar, so let's go with that. That did help. It yeah. makes him stick out. Mm-hmm. All right, best debut indie. Mm. I wonder if he'll pick the same one as me or not. I'm going to go with Valheim. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've heard yeah, didn't. wonderful I things, and I didn't realize that was the first game. So, Yeah, breakout game for Iron Gates. What, what did you end up picking? Kena. Okay. It's like the, the biggest indie on the PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure, anyways. Also, uh, again. by Prime Gaming. So, yeah, definitely going to be New World. Yeah. <laughs> Most anticipated game? 
Infinite should be on here. I know. How Halo Infinite is not in this category is beyond me, and yet Starfield is somehow in here? Well, Starfield's coming out next year. I mean, all these games are supposed to come out next year. Yeah, but I mean, Halo Infinite's coming out technically in the beginning of the next Game Awards time period. So, like, yeah. Infinite should be on this list, and it isn't. It I is really stupid. I don't understand why it's not. Unless it was on last year's Game Awards, a most anticipated game, and they can't put it two years in a row because they totally Maybe, maybe. That's, That's the possible. only way I can see that this would make sense that you don't have Infinite on this list. I'm not super into Elden, or I'm not looking forward to Elden simply because I'm not into Souls games. I'm going to have to watch some gameplay before I get excited about it's that. Definitely my brother's pick. Um, my brother's big into the Souls games. I am excited about God of War. I'm excited for. I'm excited for all these actually, except to some extent. But I'm going to go with Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, I couldn't pick any game on this list except Starfield because I could care less about all the other games on this Yeah, game. I get it. I know you're not a huge fan of the other series. Oh, well, you like Zelda series, obviously, but it's not the last one. Um, I like everything about Horizon except for the gameplay. I'm cautiously optimistic about Star- Starfield because like, I, I'm not a huge fan of like the Fallout gameplay. <laughs> like, I, I enjoy the games, but I'm not like a diehard fan. So if it ends up playing just like Fallout but in space, I'd be like, eh, eh. So it'll be okay for me. <laughs> Could play like Skyrim. It's the same thing. It's just like, eh. yeah, the art it's, style. I will say this, the art style is pretty is pretty um, uh, cons- consistent across their games. Like you, if, like it, playing Skyrim and playing Fallout, it just feels like I'm playing in the same universe. Oh, yeah. At different time periods, like one mm-hmm. is in. Well, it's because they use the same in- old ass freaking engine. Though I think they might be using a new one for this. I think the color filter is what draws me to believe the artwork is the same. They can only manage one color filter. (laughs) It's like that dark gray. Yeah, that's all they can do. Or the sepia-ish color. Anyway, so you picked the the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which makes sense because you like Breath of the Wild a lot. I'm not a big fan of Breath of the Wild. I'm going to give it another shot. Starting in January, I'm going to give Breath of the Wild another shot and see if I like it more than I did when I first played it. Is it coming out in January? No, 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 no. The original. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to give sorry, that sorry. one another shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if I change my mind. Best esports game. Hmm. hmm. I, okay, I remember which one I picked now. I had to think about it for a second. Counter Strike. Yep, I picked the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't that hard. It it's the hard. most consistent. Honestly, it's the most consistent esports game. Out of all of them for the last yeah. like two decades. Sorry, right. guys. I, I don't. I don't. Best esports athlete. I just picked Phase. I know Phase Clan. I know they. I know they. Yeah, I know. Them. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with the same one. And then obviously, if you're gonna pick him. Yeah. Yep. And then if you're gonna pick that, then you gotta go. With so it. this is gonna sound super ignorant for me because we have a freaking gaming podcast. I did not know these teams had coaches. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird when you think about it because the coaches yeah, well, usually aren't much older than the people in the, in the yeah. Teams. I mean, I'm, this guy's the coach of the team you picked. So yeah, okay, do it. And last but not least, best esports event. I'm sure you know all of these events. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I've never watched a single one of these. I, I can't get into it. I wanted PGL because I've heard of that one. Okay. I mean, I've heard of them all, but yeah. 
I want to play the game. I don't want to watch someone play the game. And the thing is, like, I can actually do it. Like, with football and something, I suck at football. So I like watching people play football. But, you know, like Call of Duty or something, I'm okay. I can do it. (laughs) Not at the level these guys are at. But (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, now that we've gotten through Will's picks for Game of the Year, uh, Game game Awards, not Game of the Year. You did pick Game of the Year, but Game Awards. Now we can move on to... The subject of this podcast. All right. Let's what is it do again? it. What is All the right. subject again? <laughs> gimmicks and gaming. I want to start like way back. What would you say the first gimmick in gaming? Uh, what was the first gimmick you noticed in gaming? First gimmick. Hmm. What was something that you saw? You're like, oh, this will never last. <laughs> oh, I, I think I, I brought this up to you the other day when we, we had someone else on. Oh, and I was so wrong. What was it? Oh, no, never mind. No, no, no won't fit. Never mind. I was thinking loot boxes. It's like, this is the dumbest thing ever and ended up being super big. It is a gimmick. Um, I will say, like, loot boxes are a gimmick, but they're a, a gambling gimmick. So, like, yeah. it's like, that, like, it hits two different things. Mm-hmm. Addiction and surprise. Yep, yep. Which go hand in hand, if you didn't know. <laughs> All right. What, what is a gimmick this. that I... What's the first gimmick that I... I mean, the, obviously, the first one that comes to mind is the Wii. I thought the entire Wii was a gimmick, but um, that definitely wasn't the first one. Did you mm. play the Virtual Boy at one point in time? I did. Would you I guess that entire thing was a gimmick. gimmick. It made me super sick, yeah. Clearly, you don't know about the Virtual Boy's uh, red-headed stepchild cousin. What is this? The R-Zone. No. that Nope, that's a gimmick. <laughs> This showed up for me for Christmas. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back in the nineties, yeah. Tiger of all the electronics companies, are like oh, we're going to compete with the virtual. Oh, board. I my brother had a Tiger handheld. It was this like is, a Game Boy. This is what I got: the Tiger R Zone. <laughs> it was it was literally like a like what you see in the Spec Ops, right? They got the little eyeball thing down, yep, yep, yep. and the screen like it was, oh, it was garbage. It was so bad. <laughs> it was like. No offense to whoever got it for me. I can't remember who got it for me, but this was probably like look at that. That's the graphics on this thing. That's how bad yeah, the yep. graphics are on this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this thing is on a clear plastic lens right in front of your eye. And if you just shift your eyes just a little bit, the screen goes away because the projection only works if it hits the glass, like the well, it's plastic. Hits mm-hmm. the plastic lens at just the right light. Oh man, best fifty bucks I ever made on eBay selling that thing in like twenty eighteen. All right, so here, here's one that wasn't a gimmick, but I thought it was a gimmick. It was okay. going from cartridges for the first time to CDs. You thought CDs were a gimmick? Yeah, I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. But the thing is, at the same time, I also thought the switch from VHS to DVD. So I was like, this will never catch on. It's like, who wants this stupid disc that you just snap it? Come on, you want this thick piece of plastic. <laughs> Hey, yeah. you know what? From from a standpoint of something thick and hefty, I definitely prefer VHS yeah. and cartridge. Yeah, and I will say this: cartridges. My all of my cartridges still work. I've had discs go bad. So which one stands the test of time? Yeah, cartridges. I would say so. And there is a reason why the PS Vita is my favorite Sony handheld. Actually, the PS Vita is the only console developed by Sony that officially uses cartridges. 
Oh, I guess the PSP has the UMD. That's a yeah. gimmick. That I thought that was the dumbest thing ever. So UMDs, that was that was like having a spinning disc on a portable system was stupid. Unless you're like hacking. Well, a it's the same mini disc disc technology that their Walkmans had. You remember the mini disc player? Yeah, my so, friends had those. Yeah, that so was a gimmick. Yeah, it was a super gimmick, and that was dumb because it was right when the iPod launched, or like right before maybe. And this is like, come on. Obviously, the iPod is better. And then they started putting like, the UMD movies on the PSP. I was like, oh, my gosh, come on. Who's going to freaking – this is the terrible business model. <laughs> yeah. The Universal Media Disc was definitely never going to catch on. Let me think. Let's think about this. Proprietary Sony format that you have to license from Sony to use on your yep. own system, and it's tiny and it doesn't hold as much as the DVD. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, no. that was never going to catch on. So dumb. And it's so easy to break it. Like I had a PSP and a D, or, yeah, Nintendo DS at the same time, and I remember thinking like the cartridge is so much sturdier. You can drop it. You can like dip it in water. Totally fine. Just pop it right back in the system. This thing, if you scratched it, you're done. Oh yeah, and then the actual enclosures were prone to get scuffed. And yeah, then it would be. It, they were just not well made or dirt. Overall. Why is dirt flashing? Yeah. So and also like yeah, dirt would get stuck in there. Super annoying. Yeah, kind of like your your, your webcam right now. Yeah, I don't understand why it starts flashing colors. <laughs> the thing is, it's totally fine during the day, but for whatever reason, like at night and like the artificial light screws up. Um, what's another one? Oh, the mini disc for the GameCube. I realize we're kind of going off on like a bit of a tangent, but the mini disc for the GameCube. I, I thought that was a huge gimmick, and that was part of the reason why I didn't buy it. The whole reason the mini disc for the GameCube exists is because Nintendo wanted to create a format that they didn't have to pay licensure for. And it's yeah. actually not called a mini disc. I believe mini disc is the name of something else. I don't know what the GameCube disc is called. It's got a name. Optical disc. It's the optical Nintendo disc. optical disc. Is the nod. Who the heck ever calls it optical disc? It's a freaking mini disc. Because <laughs> it's, it's based on a six centimeter mini DVD technology, but it's mm-hmm. not the same as it. Because mini discs are a thing. You know that, right? Like a mini disc is like the same size as that. Like yeah, I've seen, I've seen I have a mini disc. Actually, it's a demo for like a Spider Man PC. I, uh, it's not a demo, but it's a it's some kind of like install thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got like a Spider Man. No, I actually have like a Spider Man demo disc that's the size of a mini DVD, mini disc, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole point of these were to essentially just not use Sony format. I think they were actually produced by Nintendo in Japan. Yeah. So it's like one of the few times that Nintendo and, and then actually the Wii U, you know, you know what a Wii U disc is? I believe it's called a GD ROM. Unless that's the Dreamcast. I can't remember. I'm curious now. Wii U disc. Again, <laughs> proprietary Nintendo optical discs. Oh yeah, here we go. I'm going to have to fix this. It's like 133%. There we go. So, yeah. So the GameCube disc is the size of a mini DVD. The Wii is based on DVD format. And the Wii U optical disc... Oh, it is based on Blu-ray format. Huh. That makes hmm. a lot of sense, actually. Because the Wii U... I don't know if you ever like, held a Wii U disc. Game oh, it's so, it's so smooth, and I love it. It is. Um, and Nintendo actually did something special with their optical discs. They used a... I don't know if proprietary. It was a process that actually like smooth out and like curve the ends of the disc. So it feels like the disc doesn't end at the, the tips. You don't have a hard edge. There's very <laughs> few other discs based technologies that use that. I've never felt any other disc like that. It's the coolest disc. 
It, it really is. Like, if you've never held a Wii U disc, I highly recommend you try it. Just pick one up and see. It's, the difference is very stark. And then the other thing about it is if it used Blu-ray technology, which I didn't realize that, Blu-ray is the most... Um, what's the right word? The most difficult to scratch of any format of disc, Blu-ray discs. Hmm. And if Nintendo added their own like special thing to it, then maybe the Wii U discs will last longer than every other disc I own. Maybe. Yeah. The um so let's let's go back now, back to the R zone. VR in the nineties, clearly a gimmick. Okay, but everybody and their brother was saying like VR is the future, VR is the future. And then you know, before that, you know what you know what was the gimmick before VR? What was it? 3D. Oh, like actually coming out of the screen? Yeah. Like so that, they brought glasses. that back. Yeah, they brought that back. Um, it goes in ways. It's like it's like it's like VR 3D, VR 3D. Yeah. VR well, I was 3D. I was going to bring up the 3D because that's definitely gimmick. Because like Batman had it. I think Halo had some functionality with it. And there's, it's well, there's a VR Halo thing demo. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Sorry. Just as long as if you had the 3D TV, you could like get this functionality. Like Mass Effect was another one, I think. Halo. 3D. No, yeah, it wasn't. It was Halo Anniversary. I think had the functionality. I could be misremembering this. Batman definitely has it. Halo Anniversary 3D TV. Let's see, let's see what comes up. Halo 3D Sport and Halo Anniversary. Halo C Anniversary doesn't work. Oh, okay. Look at Batman. That one definitely has it. Batman. Oh no, hold on. Batman. It says right here. So it says it works fine on my 360. Managed to get the 3D to work. Says that it works fine on my 360 and also 3D Blu rays play fine on my 1S. But the settings for CE Anniversary offer 3D, but also always says no 3D TV is detected. So mm-hmm. apparently, when they, they upped it to um, the Xbox One for backwards compatibility, they broke the 3D feature. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yep. Have, did you actually ever do it? I never had a 3D TV, so no. Okay, me either. <laughs> I've never had a 3D TV. They pretty much were done by the time I was thinking about getting one. Yeah, well, I was like, I'm not gonna watch wear glasses to watch this TV. And there are some that like you could sit at different angles and it would work, but I was like, eh. <laughs> Man, that's pretty neat. I did not know that was a thing. Oh, look at this. Hey, video spawnways right now. Uh video game awards controversy, Halo Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> First thing on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for you guys calling out the controversy that we just talked about. Anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> We you broke know, the news, you bastard. It, it does seem like we go back and forth between VR and 3D, right? So you yeah. got VR in the 90s. Before that, you got 3D. Like, remember Jaws 3D? Yes, it's so bad. Have you tried watching it since? Because no. like back when it came out, I was like, this is the future. And no, I like, thought it was stupid when I saw it, too. <laughs> Actually, remember like for a while, they were re-releasing all the movies in 3D in the theater. So you had like Lion King 3D. You had uh, Jurassic Park 3D. Oh, yeah. I forgot that they did that for a yeah. little while. Yeah. It, it was super vomit-inducing to see uh, The Lion King because it was not meant to, to be 3D. No, and all they did was they, they essentially, like, I don't know if you know how, how easy it is to scale things to a 3D technology, yeah. but all you do is keyframe, like, specific things on the screen, and you can move them back and forth for the vision of the audience. It's mm-hmm. really easy to do, actually, especially with cartoons. Like it, it, the effort there was probably pretty low. <laughs> I'm sure it was. It was. It did not look good. <laughs> but um, Lion King one and a half. I will rep that till the day I die. Oh, I love one and a half. That might be my favorite one. It's such a good movie. Um, going backwards though, 
3D and VR, right? So before Jaws, do you think there was a VR thing before 3D? No. You don't think so? I'm sure there is because you're setting me up, but I'm going to say no. So you well, there was, Will. <laughs> Virtual reality in the 70s. History of virtual reality. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. Okay. Let's see. F nineteen seventy. Let's see. Let's find out. Let's find out. Oh yeah, they did it in NASA. No. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to see if it was actually a thing. So you know, seventies, like you get VR, and then so 80s, back to three D. The three D on the freaking three DS was a huge gimmick. Actually, you know what's funny? I know everybody says this. It was a gimmick. You know, it was, it was and, it, and to the effect of it selling devices, yes, I would say it was a gimmick. But studios that actually took advantage of the 3D stereoscopic screen, oh my gosh, they look amazing. They like, and there's no way to represent them on YouTube correctly. Mm-hmm. You can't emulate them correctly. That's there's fair. no way. But if you play on a 3DS, some of the visuals, like especially Metroid: Samus Returns. Just the amount of things going on in the background behind Samus in the landscape is amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people actually I've never played. Yeah, I never played 3D because it made me my head hurt. You you have a 2DS XL, don't you? Uh, now I do, but I did have a 3DS. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. yeah. So I've been playing um, Shin Megami Tensei Four on my 3DS. And games that took advantage of the 3DS's screen and actually did things where you had things in the foreground and the background and everything else, they look very, very impressive for that brief second when you actually mm-hmm. have your eyes aligned correctly to see it. <laughs> Fair. And if you can hold still long enough to play it that way, it does look good. Unfortunately, most of the time, you're left with like, oh, I shifted my, my <laughs> eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Time to fix and with the 3DS, the new 3DS XL with the extra processing power and the upgraded sensors, you're less likely to get outside of that field of vision. So it works better. But I remember the original 3DS models, <laughs> the second your eyes were like just slightly moved, like, nope, 3D's done. You're in like this weird, bizarro land where everything is doubled up and you can't see crap. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's probably why you had headaches from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back to the, you're saying like how if developers actually use that feature, it actually looked really good. Like here's another gimmick, and you're not gonna like it: the Wii U gamepad. Oh, it totally <laughs> was. I, it was a gimmick that had potential, though. A lot I of freaking gimmicks, love the gamepad, so it hurts me to say that. But yes, it was a gimmick. It's a gimmick in the sense that nobody else was doing it. It was a selling point for a system, and it was, for all intents and purposes, just a second screen. Right, it was just an extra piece of thing to to manage with games, and any game that took advantage of it, uh, it wasn't a gimmick; it was a useful tool. Unfortunately, the vast majority of software never took advantage of it, which turned it into more of a gimmick. Yeah, well, now, it, I, maybe we no. should define what a gimmick is. Maybe we should do that. Why don't you I'll say what you're going to say? I'm going to look up the definition. Oh, I was going to say like some some third party games are actually better than Wii U simply because they actually utilize the gamepad. Okay, yes, I agree with you. The straight definition of a gimmick is a trick or device intended to attract attention, publicity, or business. Gamepad was definitely that. Well, the thing is, that's like everything until it becomes mainstream, right? Right, and gimmicks die out as gimmicks when they don't become mainstream. Exactly, so it's kind of a stupid term. I mean, like Game Pass technically would have been a gimmick. 
it's a service. I don't know if it's a gimmick. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a, a trick to a trick to get you to buy, you know, more Xboxes or get into the Xbox ecosystem. Every time you swipe the camera, it goes. Whoosh. Really? Whoosh. You hear it every time. Sorry, Ed. Clearly, <laughs> you can't hear it. I wonder how you can hear. I don't know. Is you, are you using the mic in your laptop instead of the mic in your headset? Hmm. Maybe I, I don't you know. Probably are. I hear you through my headset. Yeah, but you're using headphones. It doesn't. You'd have to see if your mic is actually your headset mic. Oh, or I don't, you. Know. don't mess with the now. <laughs> yeah, it's too, late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> it's too late for that. Okay, so the definition of a gimmick is a trigger device intended to attract attention, publicity, or business. How about putting the um, Game Boy? All right, I'm sorry. How about converting NES and SNES games to the Game Boy Color and saying now you can get these games on your console on the go? That's a gimmick. Technically speaking. Yeah, that would be a gimmick. The Game Boy Player would be a gimmick. That's more of a feature. Yeah. A gimmick is intended to sell you something. Yeah. The Game the Game Boy Player is an add-on for a system that you don't get with the system. It can't be a gimmick by definition. It's an, it's an additional feature that you yourself would have to seek out and find and buy. Mm. If they sold the Game Boy Player with the GameCube, then I would say, yes, that would be a gimmick. Fine. All right. All right. I feel like that's a really shaky line that you're drawing. No, but... it's not. I mean, think about it, right? If it's intended to sell you something. Yeah, you're selling the either the no, but the it's not device it's not a, or it's not the extension the of what you're buying. Like the Wii U gamepad. The Wii U gamepad is an extension of the Wii U that gets you to in the door to buy it, right? But that, think if someone's like, I have a bunch system. of Game Boy games. Oh, wait, I can play it on my TV now. Oh, I will actually pick up the GameCube now. There's got to be at least one person who did but that. But it's not sold. Fine. It's hard to say it's a gimmick unless you're like, unless you're actually selling it with the system. Like if there was a bundle that came with the Game Boy Player, then that would be the gimmick to get you to buy the GameCube. If you have to buy additionally on top of the GameCube, it's not on its own selling the GameCube for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, fair. I'll let, I'll let you have this round. <laughs> like, for example, the Connect is a gimmick that makes people not buy the Xbox One. No, I don't. Yeah, okay, fine. That, yeah, that was a gimmick. What about the first one? Was the first one considered a gimmick? It was bundled with the Xbox 360, the Slim, in a lot of cases. Most people mm-hmm. that got one in the first place, unless you bought it with the weird adapter for the original Xbox 360. Generally speaking, yes, that was a gimmick to get you to buy the Slim. Okay. It sold really well, too. It did. It sold really, really well. Um, I still have both of my Kinect. Well, I have, I have two of my three Kinects. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where the third one's at. <laughs> Somebody's got it to play Fable the Journey at their house right now. Mm-hmm. Probably still haven't played it. Oh, I am actually like, I think a third of the way through the game. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, I'm getting there. How long is it? It's only like four or five hours. It's very short. So it shouldn't take me very long. So another, I will say this motion controls is probably the biggest gimmick of our lifetime. They yeah. came in and they faded out. Yeah, well, every uh, company had a different version. They had, like, the PlayStation Move. They had, obviously, the Kinect, and obviously the Wii. It just had it built in. The, the PlayStation Move, of all three of them, was probably the most sophisticated system by far. Like, yeah. not even close. The PlayStation Move is, like, like Sony has had this great idea. They went really hard at it. And they did sell 15 million units. That's actually more than I thought they sold. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the PlayStation Move itself, like, was basically... A Wii plus the Connect together, and it captured like full range of motion, <clears throat> really well. 
way better than the Wii or even this Kinect did. But it required a controller, uh, a digital pad, and a camera, and a game, and the system. Yep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. The Wii, Wii was all those things connected together at, at once when you bought it. Like You buy the system, you can play Wii Sports. No extra pieces required. Whereas the PlayStation Move meant you already had to have a PS3. You had to buy a PlayStation Move compatible game, which sometimes they were bundled in with the, the system when you bought it. But it was like another $100 or so like, to buy this PlayStation Move yep. with two controllers. And I think the second controller was actually an extra amount of money. Hmm, probably. But anybody that had the PlayStation Move, good news for you, VR uses that controller. Yes, it does. So at least in that case, you're not losing money on something you invested in from the PS3, which is kind of weird. <laughs> like imagine carrying forward a controller from a previous gen to work with your VR headset. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. That's true. Um, Would you say yeah, avatars are a gimmick? Avatars? It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, I don't think anybody was buying the Xbox for an avatar. Well, that was a very prominent feature that they, you know, brought in later, not for the first, like not to was the first it, was year. Was it unavailable to people that didn't have Xbox Live? No. Then no, it's not selling anything. It's not a gimmick. It's something people just, you know, it was something. It was a feature you could use. Nobody was buying the Xbox to get an avatar. Maybe. You. I mean, it was like competing with the avatars from Wii. The Mies, yeah. I don't yeah. think it was buying the Wii for the Mies, though. I think some kids are like, I want the freaking uh, Avatar. <laughs> I mean, once you got a Wii, yeah, you want to make a Mii. But uh, I, I think, think I think that was gimmicky. I don't think, and I also don't think it was ever used in marketing to say like, you can get your own Mii. Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, definitely the uh, not necessarily Mies because I don't remember the Wii marketing at all, but the Avatar definitely was very prominent. Was once, yeah, once they started making it, I gotta see this now. Xbox, Xbox. 360 Avatar commercial. Huh. And they also have have another one for the uh, Xbox One. That's right. Yeah, they got the new avatars. Yeah, I've seen seen that before. But I still don't think that's a reason why people... I mean, maybe. I guess it's a gimmick to people in. I don't think it works at all, though. No. Especially now, because you can't even... Like, I don't even know how to make one. I have a, I have a, like I'm a blue monkey, but like I have no idea how to get back to to change it. <laughs> I don't either. That's a good question. The only time I see is when I compare games with you. <laughs> <laughs> how about achievements? I think achievements were a gimmick that turned into a, a, a oh yeah feature. I don't know because like I didn't buy the 360 for that, but I buy games for that. Exactly, for well, it sells things, right? Achievements on their own will make you buy a 360 game over, say, a Nintendo game. Yeah, Unless yeah. It, would you buy? I, if you had a choice between buying Cuphead on the Xbox or Cuphead on the PlayStation, you don't do trophies, but trophies are. Cool I, I too. would buy them both and burn them, but no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I would no. I definitely bought games specifically for the Xbox because of the achievements. Yeah, and and I think your wife's the same way, right? Oh yeah, for sure. She loves getting achievements. Like I, I actually, there are some games that I played more because of the challenges provided by achievements. Yeah, let's well, say I played The Witcher 3 in the uh, Nintendo Switch, and every time something cool happens, like, ah, oh, I would have gotten an achievement for this probably. <laughs> and I'm going to go back and play on the Xbox instead because I want those achievements. Oh, yeah. There's been, definitely been games where I've started playing them on one system. I was like, oh, wait, I want achievements. Mm-hmm. Or like um, in, in the case of Dead Rising, I didn't want to switch from Xbox 360 to the PS3 because then I wouldn't be able to show my progress on all of the games on one That's system. True. But 
I did end up splitting because I had a PS3 at the time that Dead Rising 2 came out. So most of my achievements are actually trophies on the PS3 for a Dead Rising 2, which is annoying. Like, you know, I'd I'd like to carry all my progress on one system for the same series, but unfortunately, brother took Xbox 360 to college and the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah, and there's been some games that I've like rebought specifically so I could have achievements. Like really the only update is achievements. (laughs) (laughs) Like Halo Anniversary? Yeah, I mean, there's that, that one has a little bit more I know for it, but there. but like honestly, like Fable Anniversary, it's like okay, the graphics are okay, but it's glitchy as all hell. It is, and the UI is still terrible. Which, by the way, I'm going to be testing that tonight because they did just provide an update to that that particular game. Okay, I'm curious if it fixed the smart glass achievement or if they completely ignored it. Oh yeah, you should see. I actually have been playing that a little bit, and I didn't even think to look for that. But but yeah, the achievements that's that's the reason why I got it. <laughs> yeah. And, and and some of them are broken. So yeah, <laughs> at least they were. Who knows? Super annoying. Uh, another thing, another feature, another thing that you might find interesting: HD. Oh yeah, instead of uh, Blu-ray. No, 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 no. That's HD DVD. I'm talking when you see uh, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker HD versus Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Like HD is the gimmick to get you to buy. Yeah, it. fair. Fair. I mean, I like guess if it, it didn't, did. if it didn't say HD, would you still buy another copy of Wind Waker? Potentially, if there's any like improvements as far as a UI and accessibility. Like, let's say you own Wind Waker on the GameCube right now, mm-hmm. and they said, "All right, Wind Waker HD coming to Wii U." I mean, Wind Waker coming to Wii U. No, no HD on the other side. I think it's a lot less enticing. I think the gimmick of HD. Oh yeah. Well, definitely. Well, that, that's their anniversary, or it's the same idea, like calling it anniversary or, or legendary edition or yeah, complete like or definitive edition is another yeah, one. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah. It's yeah. funny how, like, these titles, these little things, because they have significance in the industry of gaming, will sell it for you. Yeah. It's a marketing gimmick. There you go. Yeah. It's definitely a mark. Like, marketing gimmicks are half of the battle with Good. gaming in general. All right. How about um, the Duke? Is that a gimmick? No. I mean, they're, you mean they're, no, oh, I don't the Hyperkin say. Duke. No, because that's just nostalgia bait. I wouldn't say that's the same thing. Just, okay. Okay. I, I, I can agree with that at least. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, so, motion controls. Let's get back to motion controls. When I you bought that because it out. wasn't a gimmick. Because it's, I don't even know what the gimmick really would be for that one. It's just like, I got it because, well, I guess the, the gimmick would be in that particular case is the little thing in the middle that actually plays Fortuna. a video. Yeah. That would be a gimmick. Fortuna. Yeah. You just said again. Sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> all three of you watching? Yes. Well, it's like all two of you. I'm on this thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing with gaming and gimmicks right now, the biggest thing that I see is if it's a gimmick, it fades out. If it has actual staying power, it will stay in, and it will no longer be a gimmick by next generation. It's like memory cards were not a gimmick, but the Xbox having the internal HDD, that was a gimmick. Because yeah. Everybody else was using memory cards or, or the cart had the memory on it. Yep. Right? HDD was a huge selling feature out by the end of the Xbox lifespan and everybody carried forward with it. Xbox 360, PS3, even the Wii had internal memory. Yeah, same thing with the Ethernet port. Well, yeah. Ninten- Nintendo finally figured that out. <laughs> The Dreamcast had it. I mean, come on, man. It was yeah. DSL, but still. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, oh, that, the speaking of that, uh, the Dreamcast, the little... Um, what was the little oh, the VMU. Yeah, that was, that was gimmicky. a gimmick. 
That was definitely yep. a gimmick. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Shoot the analog sticks on the Dual Shock. The entire PlayStation there was, controller. <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing that required the analog sticks when that controller came out for the PlayStation. So literally, the analog sticks were a gimmick to get you to buy it. Yep. With absolutely no games taking advantage of it right away. Yep. I mean, maybe a few, but very few, very, very, very few. So, like, the idea of having dual analog sticks is great if there's anything that uses them. <laughs> Here's one. So, I said the PlayStation, but I think, like, PlayStation honestly has really cool gimmicks. Gimmicks. But the... Like the PS2 is the cheapest DVD player. The PS3 was the cheapest Blu-ray player. Yes. But it's specifically for the controller. It's so like the PS4 has a speaker in the controller. It does and, do things. And I, I, I think that's super gimmicky because, like, when was the last time I thought of... I need a speaker in my controller. But when I was playing yours at your house, that was actually pretty cool. Which game did we play? You saw it. We I played um, the Shadow Mordor game I got you. Oh, that's right. And actually, the other thing that's cool is some games take advantage of the LED on the front of the controller. Yeah. It's like, for example, um, Infamous Second Son actually did it. Uh, probably the best of any game I've played. It was one of the almost launch titles within the first six months of the PS4 coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the speaker, anytime you get a phone call... Instead of it coming out of the screen, it comes out of your controller. So you're sitting there, and, and I can have it in dead silence with my headphones in, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden, the, the speaker out of the controller. Do, 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 do. It's like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, just jumped out of my chair. Mm-hmm. And if you're nice. like dying, like your thing goes from a nice blue to actually, no, no, no. And I think an infamous actually. Your alignment changes the LED. So like oh, that's cool. You're good. Your your controller goes blue, and if you that would be cool evil, for air, like Fable. That would be awesome. It starts going. It goes red. Yeah, it just it just slowly fades to red. Slowly mm-hmm. fades to blue. It's like, oh man, I guess I'm being a bad guy this round. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Infamous Second Son is so much better than I gave it credit for. Like, there's some mm-hmm. definitely some gameplay loops that are like eh, whatever, but. Overall, it's a good game. It's much better than I gave it credit for when it first came out. I should have bought a PS4 at launch, apparently. <laughs> That's what I learned. Okay. Um, let's think. Gimmicks. Another gimmick. Uh, definitely the Connect for the Xbox One was a gimmick. The always online thing. Don Matrick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Xbox One, TVN. Oh, yeah. I freaking love that, and I'm really sad that it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Is it gone with the Xbox Series X? Yeah, it's gone, and it's super sad. You basically make your Xbox into a DVR, right? Well, the thing is, the thing you can plug other systems in and like, like yeah, play it through it. Cover an Xbox, an extra um, HDMI port, right? Yeah, that was cool. But I'll be honest, it is kind of clunky getting to that menu. I never did like the DVR thing, but it worked really well as far as like controlling your TV, so you could like control it through the Xbox. Another oh, that's what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, so that was really cool. See, I've used the um, the HDMI in on my Xbox One as an extra HDMI port before. It it's super clunky trying to get to that on the menu. And then yeah. just trying to play the Wii U through the Xbox One, it doesn't work very well. Maybe the Siri or the Xbox One X was better. Or something because I don't remember having problems with that one. I never tried it with my original Xbox One, so I don't know. It's it's just really clunky. I don't I don't know if it's like I, maybe the UI has gotten better, but mm. 
with the latest Xbox One updates, I've had so many issues trying to use that extra HDMI port. port. Really? Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's like you got It's like multiple clicks. It's like I could just do HDMI input switch, and I'd be there already. But instead, I have to go through the menus on the Xbox to get to it. Mm. And don't That's even fair. try playing anything less than 1080p through that HDMI port. Xbox is not like a lower than 1080p signal through that port. All right, so we missed a big one. Freaking yep. uh, Toys to Life. Yeah, I was kind of waiting to tackle that one because the Amiibos are still a thing. But Yeah, yeah, yeah so Sky that's Landers. a completely separate situation. So Toys yeah. Life. Skylander. Oh, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about Skylanders? Yeah, Skylanders. That's the biggest one. But then there's also like whatever Disney did. Disney Infinity. Yeah. Yeah. I know people that had these. I never did this. I know people that had them. But do you know where this comes from? Do you know what did this first before Skylanders or anybody else did it? There's a I know on the... There's a bunch of games that did this at one point, but go on. No, the, the basically the first one to do this, like legitimately do this, there was a game on the, I think it was on the PS3 early on with the, they used the iToy to scan cards in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember there's other games like this. They, you scan right. the cards. Maybe this is what I'm thinking of. Uh, what the heck was it called? Chaotic Shadow? No, I don't think that's it. PS3 card game. Eye of Judgment. That was it. That was the first one that I remember. 2007. Damn. Yeah. I mean, there was that other one that um, was like a straight up card scanning console called like, it was a, um, not Hyperkin, uh, Hasbro, I think, made it. I thought there was a scanner for the Game Boy too. That was that's different. I mean, it was kind of the same idea. It was more like amiibo style, but it wasn't. Let's find it. There was also a Game Boy printer. Really? <laughs> there was a Game Boy printer. So there, there was also a Game Boy sewing machine. I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. I thought the coolest. So I had a couple of like attachments for my Game Boy color. You haven't seen this thing yet? Oh, no. I gotta show you. Why would you, machine is it ridiculous. doesn't even make sense. Those two things should not go together. Look, there was a sewing cart for the game. <laughs> like, why? Why is this a thing? Is it just a game or do you get the actual soap? Like, no, no, machine? no. It operates the sewing machine somehow. How? I Dude, for six no bucks, just get it. Let's figure this out. Do you get the? I'm not, do you get, buy, I'm not buying this thing. Do you get all of that? The instruction mail. It's just the instruction oh, oh, mail. that's the name. Okay, never mind. I was like, if you get the Game Boy, the game, and the the uh, sewing machine, yeah, six bucks, <laughs> buy that. Yeah, I'm trying to like somebody had it all set up, ready to. Yeah, see, it's got a cord that connects to the side of the Game Boy. Like, why? And I have who, no idea. Who's buying this for this reason? I I don't understand. Well, there's a ton like this. But there's also one where like you could, like. Uh, test your blood sugar, which I guess I sort of get the concept, but it, I feel like you should just have a you know sugar. Yeah, look, see, it has like a little spot to dock your Game Boy. Yeah, <laughs> apparently a lot of people bought it because I see quite a few. There's a lot of them. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, Game Boy card reader. Let's go back to that. Sorry, I, I just I saw that today came up on my. I think Retro Future had it on his thing. Maybe. And I was like, that's insane. Like, why is that a thing? Okay, Game Boy. Card reader. Boy. Oh, it's the Game Boy Advance one. Oh, the e-reader. Okay, I remember yeah, yeah. this now. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought you were talking about the original Game Boy. Like, what are you talking no, 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 about? No, no, no. The e-reader. Okay. 
e-reader. All right, let's find this thing. Nintendo e-reader. Yeah, I think I think at some point in time you could get like NES games on e-cards that you could scan through the e-reader and play them. Hmm. I think that was a thing. Yeah, classic NES series. So that before they became the classic NES series carts, you could get them with the e-reader and scan them through that. Cool. You are right. That was a thing. Excite bike, SS title. Yeah. All right. So back to the, the gimmicky like Skyliners and stuff. I mean, it was a genius for the time because kids would be like, "Oh, that's a, a toy. I want the toy." But you can also play the toy in the game. So I'm you- surprised Yu-Gi-Oh never did this cards to life thing. Like, wow. I feel like Pokemon would have been perfect for it. I realize they ended up doing like amiibos, but like really getting into Pokemon and having like a shitload of them. No, the the Pokemon thing worked great because the games, right? You could you could connect your games to your console. Like Pokemon Battle Revolution is basically a, a soulless take on Pokemon Stadium for the Wii. Okay. But it was cool because you could grab your DS games at the time, connect them to your Wii and battle online mm-hmm. in full on 3D on a big screen. With other people with FDS, it's just the problem with Nintendo is like you always got to get there's too many things involved to get online. <laughs> it's just so much. Like you got to have a DS, the Pokemon cart, Battle Revolution, a Wii, and an internet connection. And then maybe if you cross your fingers and you say a couple of prayers, you might get online and fight somebody. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> What would you say is Nintendo's like single biggest gimmick? Because I think Nintendo is the most likely one to try. Everything they do is a gimmick. Until <laughs> like they just throw shit at a wall until something sticks. The Switch is a gimmick. Let's just it totally say it. is totally a gimmick. I mean, it's it's the biggest gimmick of this generation. The thing is, I remember when it, before it launched, and people were like, "This is dumb. This this is never going to work." And then I actually was like, "This is if if they can play actual console games in the handheld, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a huge hit." Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's the reason why the Steam Deck's coming out too, right? Yeah, the whole reason the Steam well, Deck's coming out. That's why I never got in the into. Well, I, you know, obviously I had the original Game Boys, but I, I stopped being into portable gaming because I all I wanted to play the biggest, bass game, <laughs> like yeah. Witcher, and I wanted to play that portably. But it's like you know, the Game Boy took forever to get up to that point. Um, you know, it took up until the Switch, really. Oh, yeah, we are. I forgot we're streaming on Twitter. Hey, by, by the way, guys, our main platform is not Twitter. Our main platform is YouTube. Please subscribe there if you're actually watching on Twitter for some reason. We're trying it for the first time, streaming mm-hmm. on Twitter. And if you're watching there, we appreciate you. Um, but we, this is more of a test, just FYI. <laughs> I did notice we got a like on our video on Twitter, so that's, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm not even sure what it looks like when you post a comment. Let's just find out what it looks like. Oh, no, you can't post a comment on Twitter. Okay. Okay, no destination there. Never mind. Never mind. Forget <laughs> I said anything. Oh, geez. What in the world? Okay. Politics just showed up on my screen and they left. <laughs> this is not a political show. I don't need politics showing up on my screen. That was weird. No. Yep. I don't know what happened there. But the thing is, like, Skylanders was awesome. Um, Did you I like think- Skylanders? Did you play it? It was actually, it was okay. So I bought, my niece wanted it. So I ended up buying oh, her okay. the um, Spyro. No, not Spyro. I could never freaking find them. But um, it wasn't Spyro's Adventure. It was a sick one. Giants. Skyline Giants. Okay. My brother-in-law had these back in the day and on the Wii. Actually, it's pretty impressive, like, the amount of compatibility there was for Skylanders yeah. across all consoles. 
Mm-hmm. Was it on Xbox? I actually don't know. It was on all of them, yeah. Okay. I got my niece the one on the uh, Wii. And the thing is, at the time, it was already starting to like kind of die out. So I could get all the little figures for like under a dollar. So I just go in and like like buy her a sack full of these figures. It was great. <laughs> hyperscan. That's the one I was thinking of. Hyperscan. Yeah, yeah. You remember the hyperscan? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, worst console ever released. But the funny thing is, um, Adam Corlick did an entire video on this and put it in one of the video game generations. <laughs> it was nice. Playlists. <laughs> and he showed just how awful this was at even scanning the cards it was designed for. Mm-hmm. So, I remember when this first came out, like you were supposed to be able to scan. Wasn't there like a uh, one you're supposed to, be able to scan barcodes and get something out of it? I don't, I don't remember the marketing or anything around this game. I just remember or the system. I just remember it coming out I was, and it's. I thought it was like a, a barcode scanner game console barcode battler. I think this is what I'm thinking of. You get like the, the whole marketing behind this was. Take this with your mom to the grocery store. Scan the barcodes of all your favorite game things, da, 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 and you can fight your friends. It's like, what? Honestly, it's kind of genius. It just, I, I bet, it had no support. Oh, I, it basically had no support. Yeah, pretty much. So, so the basically it worked was, um, I'm trying to remember. So it was released by Epic in Japan only. It was identical in shape to the worldwide release Barcode Ballad. Wait a minute, who, who released it? Epic Co. Oh, okay. Japanese toy and game company. Epoch? Epoch, Epic. I mean, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Well, I thought you were saying Epic, like Epic Games. So I was like, ooh, yeah, Epic, interesting. You know, I've heard people pronounce Epoch and Epic for the same spelling here, so I don't really know. Um, but essentially, it's set up to scan barcodes for battling purposes. Hmm. And there were games connected with it. I'm trying to remember how it works. So there was a professional relationship between this company and Nintendo. So they designed games for the Super Famicom and Famicom that used the Barco Battler 2 interface to play or to enjoy enhanced functions. So that was a thing. I remember it. And uh, maybe Scanners is the more popular one. Radica Games. Yeah, I think it was Scanners is the one that I... Anyway... There was a series of gimmicky games in the 90s that literally said, take this device to the store with your mom while she's gro- doing shopping on groceries. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that, that was a thing, yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. And, Will, you're right. Nobody's watching. What are we doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, the Amiibo is different, though, because people actually oh, yes. just collect them. Like they they get the amiibo just to have it as like a an item that they're displaying. You're totally right, because people like Nintendo so much they want to have Nintendo physically in their house all yep. all over the place. People love Nintendo, so it really just doesn't matter. I thought the amiibos are the dumbest thing ever again, and I still kind of think they're stupid. I don't understand why they're so popular, but yeah, there was a um, comment that the amiibo sounds too much like another console that's coming out sometime by another company. (laughs) And uh, that is probably a good idea not to name anything you're making to rhyme with something else that's already popular and famous. Probably Mm -hmm. a good good idea not to rhyme. Um, I'm sure that wasn't the point. That system's a gimmick. Playing with your family. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay. I don't think that's a gimmick yet. We'll find out. 
Pikachu's a gimmick. Nah. What are you talking about? You'd have to say all of Pokemon is a gimmick. It is. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So we went from VR, 3D. We did motion controls. Um, What's another good gimmick we can move to next? Neopets with the... Or what was that one? Webkins? Oh, it was like Tamagotchi or something like that? Yeah, it was like you buy like a stuffed animal and you got a code to play online. Oh, I don't know about that one. I was thinking about those like, little watches that you get from like McDonald's and you had like a little oh, creature that, that would live in it. Something entirely different. Tamagotchi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That actually, they should do a Tamagotchi game, like legit interface with modern consoles and see how it does. <laughs> yeah. That was nostalgia people would have for that. Like, Tamagotchi's back. Mm-hmm. That and Furbies. Although, to be fair, Tamagotchi's been replaced by mobile apps on your phone. That's, that's yeah, really it's tough. definitely, definitely true. All right, let me think about what other gimmicks do we have on our shelf over here. Oh shoot, music games with music peripherals like Guitar Hero. Oh yeah, Man, that's yep, yep. The that Donkey died. Congos, Donkey Bongos, not Congos. My goodness, you remember how like see, like Guitar Hero was such a big thing that you had people like the oh yeah news organizations interviewing the best Guitar Hero guitarists. The thing is, all of my friends had Guitar Hero besides me. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't need it. Just go to your friend's house. Play exactly. Hero. That's what I did. And also, I was just like, I never quite got it because like, this is nothing like playing a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like strumming notes, like singing the ballads. You know, he's dandelion yeah, over here following yeah, well, the witcher. I, well, so it was rock band, maybe. I played with my friends one time in my house. Oh, I love rock band. Like, for whatever reason, they put me on the microphone. It's like, this is the worst idea ever. I can't sing worth <laughs> darn. And all I did was like, uh, uh, and I would just match the notes, and I won. <laughs> you, can do, you could do that. Yeah, that I know. Oh, man. Like it just, I mean, can you imagine if they said, "All right, we're releasing Rock Band this year"? None of these kids would even have any of the nostalgia that we have for this. No, it's such a different time and place in gaming. Peripherals yep. were such a big thing, and now they're like nothing. Everybody's like, "I just want my loot boxes, and I want my online subscription service, and this and that." Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, where are the good old days with the Rock Band and Guitar Hero and Mega Money? We had all this extra plastic. Now it's just in the landfills. (laughs) It's like E.T. from Atari. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? You know what started out as a gimmick that turned into something legit? Hmm. Heart switching on Magnafox Odyssey. Okay, yeah. It was the first system to do it. There was like, oh, this is a gimmick. Like, whatever. And then it turns out people want to have multiple games on their piece of plastic system. <laughs> Who would have thought you'd want more than one game on your yeah, system? Yeah, I know. Amazing. <laughs> Probably the per- like the engineer that figured that out. It's like, I'm a freaking genius. <laughs> and then made no money on it. <laughs> Ro- Ro- gave, the bir- gave birth to the entire gaming industry, essentially. That was passed yep. along. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think... Uh, Home home arcade cabinets? Do you think that's a gimmick? I don't know. Maybe it's kind of gimmicky. Uh, I really want one. Oh shoot! Classic systems. Those are totally gimmicks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you could. I mean, at the time when they released the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, they were already selling those same games on the Wii U and Wii e shop and the 3DS mm-hmm. e shop and the DS whatever shop they had on there. Like it was just another platform to sell the same games to you again and again and again and again. Yep, and again. yep, yep. Well, along the same lines, we talked about marketing gimmicks. Uh, basically, like that's how all games are now is a marketing gimmick. So 
they get you to buy the season pass and they get to buy the DLC and the loot crates and everything. That's all marketing gimmick. Oh yeah, it totally is. Well, think about Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and I already kind of had a discussion on this, but what what why is why would you pay for online? Like what what's the point yeah. of paying for online? It's a gateway to get to the multiplayer on games, but mm-hmm. what are they actually selling you? Nothing. Does does Xbox have dedicated servers for most games? Yes. No. They do. Not anymore. Their own first party games, yeah, but are they providing Activision with servers? Are they providing EA with servers? No, they are providing their own. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So when you're buying an EA game, an Activision game, an Epic game, Mm -hmm. why should I be paying to essentially just open a gate? Technically, multiplayer is free now. You don't need Xbox Live for it. You need Game Pass. No, 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 no. You don't need uh, uh, all multiplayer games are free. No, I I, I misspoke. Free to play games are all free. Sorry. Exactly. So EA and Activision, which provide their own servers, their own systems, everything to go, everything good to go. You did it again. That was the loudest one yet. I broke my eardrums. Um, They all provide it, but what does Xbox provide other than, all right, here you go. I'm going to open the gate for you. So have you been listening to Halo 2 Artifacts podcast? Uh, Halo 2 Artifacts? No, I have not. So it's a new one. I forget the guy who's actually hosting it, his relation to Microsoft, but He's interviewing the guys who uh, got Halo 2 out the door, basically. And um, it's actually a lot of the cool behind-the-scenes stuff that doesn't pertain to Halo 2, but more like the back-end stuff, like getting Xbox Live up to speed, building the, you know, building just the architecture. It's a really interesting podcast. But they did provide um, servers for Halo 2, dedicated servers. Yeah, no, so what I'm talking about is I'm actually designing Xbox Live, and they talk about charging 60 bucks instead of, like, you know, a PC player could just get on for free. Right. So, yeah, they talk about it. I will say this. Like, dedicated servers for console games make sense to pay for. I would pay for dedicated servers hosted by Xbox for Xbox Live. I would be willing to pay for that. What I'm not willing to pay for is (laughs) Xbox opening the door so I can access Activision and EA servers. Mm -hmm. If everybody was on Xbox, like, like, let's just put it this way. If all games on Xbox Live service required use of Microsoft's dedicated servers, then fine, pay Microsoft. I'm fine with that. But that's not the case. That's not how it's ever worked. And in fact, there's lots of games that are just peer-to-peer where they pick the best connected host and everybody joins their console on the thing. Xbox Live is... like Paying for Xbox Live is based on a lie, in my opinion. It always was. It always will be. The only games you should really have to pay for are dedicated servers provided by Microsoft. So if you're paying for Halo, like if the only reason you buy Xbox Live is for Halo 2, then yeah, you're paying for Halo 2's dedicated servers. Back yep. in the day, yep. Halo 3, Halo 4, Halo Reach, Halo 3 ODST, the Firefight servers. Although, to be fair, the Firefight doesn't need dedicated servers. I'm not sure why that would be locked out after January 18th. They should just let you keep using Firefight. Well, <laughs> I think it, I think you can have P2P still, right? You can if the games allow it. Okay. I'm not exactly sure how that works. You can do do P2P if you do um, over an Ethernet uh, local access network. I'm sure somebody will create a tool that will allow you to do LAN parties online. There'll be a way to figure it out. They still have it for Halo 2 somehow, the original Halo. Because Halo 1 supported LAN parties, but didn't support online for co-op and campaign. Mm -mm. Or, uh, I'm sorry, multiplayer campaign. Well, it wasn't a thing yet, so... you You could do... They had LAN parties back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. And you could do it that way. Shout out to Halo 2 Artifacts podcast. Go check them out, you know, if you get a chance. Will obviously pointed me to them. I haven't seen them yet, but Will. It's really yeah. cool. It's, it's really, the thing is, it's not just like, oh, tell how cool, tell us how cool Halo 2 is. It's it's all this stuff, like the, the behind the scenes business stuff was really interesting to me. Um, Go check that out. Yeah. What, what was I going to say? Oh, you can still, you can actually hook up every single generation of Xbox via Ethernet cord and play and have a LAN party. Did you know that? Every single generation, the Series X, the Xbox One, 360. Gen yeah, or- no, you can play Halo on every single one of them. Or no, no, I guess it wouldn't be Halo, but Crimson Skies is one for sure. You can do it with. Oh, okay. Yep. I know. I know Halo. Well, Halo CE anniversary is not on all four. You can so, do at least three then with Halo CE uh, anniversary. Three hundred and sixty. Yep. Three hundred and sixty. Uh, Xbox One and Halo and, yeah. Halo and Xbox Series X. There, there is an image of the. If you look up the Crimson Skies one, there's an image of that. Crimson Skies land party for generations of Xbox. <laughs> You're not wrong. Nope. Yeah, look at this. Look at how cool this is. <laughs> that is that's pretty legit. I'm not going to lie. That is pretty legit. Although the last one should be a Series X instead of a Series X. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yep. At, you know what? Honestly, backwards compatibility started out as a gimmick. It's, it totally is. It's still a gimmick. It, it, it's definitely a gimmick. But you know it's One of the features I use the most. Oh, I know. I, I Honestly, my Series X gets more... 360 playing time than any other system. So mine gets a lot of my Xbox one gets a lot of OG Xbox play with like KOTOR. Mm-hmm. Um, Jade Empire is co- compatible. I don't know if you still have that copy, but oh, I still have it. Oh, it's on my list, man. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, did you know, did you know this? Technically speaking, there is a way to get the original Halo on every generation of Xbox. And you do it. I believe if you had fallen into the category of people that bought the Xbox Classic version digitally on the Xbox 360 store back in the day, mm-hmm. Microsoft never revoked that certificate so you could have it. And I believe that one at least will transfer to the Xbox One. Hmm. So I think you can technically play 480p Halo CE on an Xbox One. And if you manage to upgrade it there, then why not? Why stop there? Why not bring it to your Xbox Series X? Yep, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not sure how compatible it is. I just know that all digital titles supposedly are supposed to be forward compatible when you buy them. Yep. Like, for example, I bought 360 forwards compatible games that um, that <laughs> technically were passed when you're supposed to be able to buy them because <laughs> you can't buy them on the Xbox One store. But mm-hmm. You go back to the Xbox 360 store and buy them. Technically, you can still get it and bring the license forward to your Xbox One. Like, Left for Dead, or Dead Rising Case Zero, or Dead Rising Case West. Mm-hmm. A lot of these games are not available on next gen consoles, but if you happen to have owned them on a 360, you can carry them forward with you. I think the same is true for the Xbox Classics. Don't quote me on it, but I know somebody had a Halo 2 Xbox Classic title that they were trying to get pulled forward to see if they could play original Halo 2. Um, I'm sure there's a way to do it. If you buy a digital game on Microsoft, the, the, there's a high likelihood. You can carry it forward. Yeah, I mean, those engines are now running on the new Xbox, so it should work. Like, I think if you bought, I think there's technically a, a different version of KOTOR as part of the Xbox Classics program that you could have gotten. That I think they just make it 
the new version, like mm -hmm. just convert it up for you. <laughs> but I think that that's also a thing. Hmm. I don't know what happened. Hey, you know what? That's funny. I wonder what happened to the Xbox Classic program. Because you remember, you remember that when it was on the 360? Yeah, kind of. Uh, the thing is, I had physical uh, versions of all the games I wanted. So I never. Xbox Classics program, Xbox 360. I want the actual digital classics. All right, you know what's going on right now? Is the Halo Infinite opener for these um, esports. Oh, really? Yeah. They're probably watching that instead of our podcast. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. We are competing against something I'm sure has a shitload of these right now. <laughs> oh, well. This is when we do our podcast. If people watch it, they watch it. If they don't, they don't. Yep, yep. Um, I do I, think that... I am going to tune into that real quick to see how many people are watching it, though. <laughs> probably a lot. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, esports... I will say this. Esports is a... Is, how many people compete in esports? Mm-hmm. How many having esports having esports e in your game overall I think is a gimmick. Not because it's not real, but because for the same I would say it's even a, like having professional sports in your sport in high school as a gimmick to get you to play. Mm -hmm. Because the uh, the chance that you could make it into a professional capacity exists as a gimmick to get you to play. Yeah, that's, that's fair. So esports in a game will bring more players just because they think, oh, I can rise above the rest and become an esports professional. Fair. Ranking systems, I guess maybe that is a gimmick. Halo 3s is still the best. Um, <laughs> I know you're gonna I think that. it's okay. I really liked Halo 2's ranking system. And I honestly liked Reach's ranking system simply because so like Halo 2, you could lose your rank, which really pissed me off. So but, Halo 3. Uh, I guess I never, I never lost in Halo Three. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I didn't I never realize. lost in Halo Three. I'm just a champ. No, the thing is, that's surprising because I wasn't very good at it. I've, I've complained about that before. But like Halo Reach, the reason why I love the ranking system so much is I could play freaking campaign and get points. <laughs> and I was like, I know the arguments. Like, well, you're not playing against multiple like other people. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, but I don't give a shit. I, I play campaign more often, so I, I still want to unlock those freaking armor sets. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I'm curious what happened now, though. Xbox Classics program, uh, Halo, CE. I don't know what happened to that. I wonder that if you can be, even find it. It might be tough to find. It'd been like 2006. Just look up the Xbox Classics program, or did, or did you not find anything there either? I, I couldn't find it. Well, let's see. Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, it's probably not. You probably can't find it there. Oh, no. Here it is. Here it is. Xbox Originals. That's what it was. Xbox Originals. Oh, okay. All right. Let's find this thing. Because I want to know what happened to the Xbox Originals thing. Uh, I know there's a spot where you can find. Well, let's just type it in Xbox Originals. Okay, so Halo Combat Evolved is made available as an Xbox Original game December 4th, 2007. Okay, let's look up Xbox Originals program. I'm curious yep, yep. now what happened to that. Do it. Do it, boy. I know it got replaced by 
Microsoft's backwards compatibility program shortly after it, or was it like a side kick to the backwards compatibility program? Get ready for the. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Microsoft Xbox. No, 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 no. Xbox Originals. All right, let's see. Okay, here we go. Giant Bomb's got it. Xbox Originals. All right. On November 13, 2007, Microsoft announced they would be offering a number of games for the original Xbox's downloads on the Xbox Live Marketplace. The service launched on December 4, 2007, with seven titles available in North America. All Xbox Originals cost 1,200 Microsoft points, which is like 20 bucks, I think. I don't remember the conversion. I think it was like 20 bucks in all regions. Japan's Xbox Originals also included Magatama and Puyo Pop Fever. And then they ended it on June 2nd, 2009. Hmm. And they added, whoa, they added Games on Demand? I remember the Games on Demand. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. But yeah, they had, oh, Stubbs the Zombie was in there too. <laughs> in the Halo engine. Yeah, Halo Engine ran on 360. Who would have thought? Games on Demand was an Xbox 360 and Games for Windows Live feature that lets you purchase and download full Xbox, Xbox 360, and PC games through the live marketplace. Oh, so this is just the the beginnings of actually downloading your games digitally. Yep. yep okay. Yep. Okay. So this isn't like this isn't like what I was thinking. I was thinking it's like Netflix of games. Like what the heck? <laughs> no. Like, you really? Just, yeah. No. You just download the games. Yeah. I think xCloud is a gimmick. Yeah, it definitely is. It's it's an extra feature with uh, Game Pass that gets you to buy Game Pass. It's not mm-hmm. something most people use, nor most people will use. Just like remote play for the PS4, for or off-screen play for the Wii U, or um, you know Xbox uh, remote play with the Xbox. Those are all features that most people don't use. They're gimmicks. I use yep. all of them. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I'm in the I'm in the minority on that one. Yeah, I need to start using the X Cloud more often because there's a lot of times where like watching a movie or something, or Claire's playing on the TV, and I could be playing on the X Cloud and still be play, making progress on Fable or something. There you go. That could be a thing. Yep. You can play on your laptop. That should be fast enough to run it. Oh yeah, I can play it on a laptop. I really hope that they bring up the X Cloud for the Xbox One. That'd be cool. Oh, I, I get what you're saying, like where you could play Xbox Series X games on your Xbox One through cloud streaming. Yeah, they're yeah, trying to do that. It's definitely an untapped market. There's like 50 million of us out there. They have one. Yeah, well, they're you know they're saying that they're, this is something they weren't originally planning, but because the supply chain sucks and no one can buy the new one, they're like, well, you know, we'll meet you halfway and put it on the old one. Right. So now, now I want to know: Is the Halo CE Xbox original version? This is this is something like I want General He to, to find out. Halo CE Xbox Original uh, running on Xbox One. Let's see what happens. Can the original Halo Two play on Xbox One? Yeah, I want to know that one too. Figure that out. Click it. Click it. All right, we'll find out. Hopefully, this doesn't have weird things. Okay, can the original Halo Two? Uh, let's see. Combat Evolved Anniversary 3, 4, yeah, whatever. Halo 2 is never actually released for the 360. I want to know if the Xbox original version... Oh, I got to find somebody that has it. That's what we need to do. Because I don't know if anybody's even looked into this. Sure, someone. I mean, I can try it tonight. Do you have the Xbox originals version of Halo 2? I mean, my the originals. Digital, 
No, no, no. Xbox. Oh original. no, I don't have the digital one. No, I, I want to know if the digital version is forwards compatible. Because that would be like that one way that you could play the yeah. Xbox original version of Halo Two on a Series X, and I want to know if that's real or not. I feel like we've really diverged from our original topic. <laughs> we have, we have game preservation, and you know, yeah, there's always, <laughs> always, always on your mind. Here. Yeah, I know. Uh, especially with Phil Spencer call, calling for emulation on all consoles. Mm-hmm. I like Phil. I like Phil too. How about um, limited edition games? Uh, okay, limited, sorry, limited I used of games. I used to really enjoy limited edition games, but I hate them now. I hate them so much. Well, the thing is, there isn't there isn't an infinite limited edition? Not not a, not an actual official one. I know. I'm so, I'm so pissed about that. And the thing but is, there was like those fake ones that Walmart made, and some other companies made their own. Yeah, they look cool. Like six different versions. Yeah, I would totally t- have taken that Walmart one, but um, shadow drop out of nowhere. Well, it's like now they're making art, like artificial ones, even digital limited editions. Is like, I hate those. I hate well, those so much. How is that? It's like the uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars. How is that a limited edition? And the di- that's so dumb. <laughs> that was a gimmick. That was a good gimmick. It worked very well. A lot of people bought it. I didn't buy it. I refused to buy it because they didn't put the freaking new versions of the games on the on I'm the sorry, card. Man. I'm sorry, man. The thing is, I see those a lot in Target, so I might pick one up. They're cheap now, like forty bucks. I I got I got got on that one. Yeah, pre-ordered it. I was an idiot. Thing is, I don't know if I want it or not. I honestly don't even know if I like Mario games. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mario sixty four. I don't know if I like Mario. Games yeah, I, the thing is, but I like Mario sixty four DS. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot. It's just such a different game than what, you know. It's not that different. It's basically the same. You have to play as the other characters, though, which is really cool. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so the gaming gimmicks kind of, I, I, I can't think of any other game. Maybe Microsoft Point. No, it's not a really gaming gimmick either. I'm kind of running out of gimmicks for gaming. Yeah, I think we uh beaten this horse pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I, I can't think of any other. We have covered quite, a, quite the gamut on this, actually. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other gimmicks gimmicks that, that would be good to discuss on here. Oh, Smart Glass. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that's cool. That was, was off screen features for games. Mm-hmm. That was different. Um, that was definitely marketed as a feature of the Xbox 360 and even the Xbox One for a short period it, of time. It was cool for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Another one, uh, maybe cross platform saves. I don't know a lot of games that do this, but Persona 5 did. You can play on your PS3 and your PS4 with one save across both versions of the game. Technically, Xbox does that with everything now. <laughs> they do now, but it wasn't like a... Yeah, you're right. Cloud saves. Cloud saves was yeah. definitely a gimmick that turned into a really, really nice feature. Yes, I very much enjoy that. Which also, cloud saving is really good for anti-cheat. If you think about it. Because... If your saves are on your Xbox, your profile mm-hmm. on your Xbox versus in the cloud, it's really easy to take that out, manipulate the data, and put it back in. Versus, and then say you got the achievements offline. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's like the 360 was rampant with people just faking achievements. Like you could take, you could literally take your profile, plug it in your computer, unlock achievements off offline, plug it back into your console. And then it would recognize that you got achievements while you're offline. Yeah, Eric's little brother did that. 
<laughs> you don't need to out him like that. No, I'm going to add him because it pisses me off because I was grinding so hard for those armor sets in uh, Halo 3, and he just had them all. <laughs> I, I would be lying if I said I never thought about doing that with the Dead Rising five-day and seven-day survivor achievements. Yeah, fair. I had thought about it multiple times. I was like, man, because I, I got I got like ten hour, or, uh, nine and a half hours in one time. Mm-hmm. The one time I attempted this legitimately, mm-hmm. and I like – took my head away from the camera and then got called away for something and it came back and my guy was dead. You only get 20 minutes at a time to lose all your health. So every 20 minutes you have to restock your health essentially. But yeah, so uh, that is definitely cloud Mm -hmm. saving is a great feature. It prevents cheating and it works really well across lots of different consoles like the 360. I can play Fable on my 360, move over and play Fable on my Xbox One, and then yep. taking my game over to Will's house and play it on the Xbox Series X, and my yep. save would go across. And as your device. wife's driving you over, I won't say you're driving, can you can play, play it on your phone. phone. <laughs> While I'm driving. <laughs> Playing Forza in the yep. car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. That's a, that's the Tesla gimmick, right? You can play your uh, yep, whatever, yep, was yep. it Gran Turismo or something on your Tesla? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they wanted Mario Kart, but Nintendo said no. <laughs> Oh man, I'm trying to think of anything else that we've missed entirely. Touch screens? Eh, no, nah, that's that's not really. Oh, I kind of maybe touch screens for yeah. some games. I don't know. Maybe it certainly was a gimmick for the DS. For the DS, and then for the oh, how about the rear touchpad on the Vita? Who needs a rear yeah. touchpad? Sure, I love the video for it. It's like it looks so weird. It's like tickling it. It does work for the games that use it, but it's mm-hmm. such a gimmick. That was actually that's the biggest gimmick on the Vita is the back touchpad that there's no point to that being a thing literally why does that exist no idea <laughs> anything else you can think of no not off the top of my head i think we're about done with this is there anything you want to say about halo infinite to close this thing out uh the campaign previews have all been positive i haven't heard a single negative one that's because they all got the game early those I know. Absolutely. <laughs> Uber Nick, like on, his, like on Twitter, said, I can't believe I have to say this, but I wasn't paid by 343. He's like, no, you do have to say that because, like, you were, like, part of that insider program that, like, gave feedback and also got an early copy. So, like, it's very possible you did get paid. That doesn't mean, like, your opinion is invalid. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, come on. Um, no, Certainly. I'm super pumped. Certainly, um, the, the case could be made that some people would be biased by a company handing them early rights to something or yep. a mm-hmm. free copy of something. But if you're already a fan of it, like, is it really biasing them by giving them, like, the, you know what I mean? It's like if you, if you gave early access to a Call of Duty fan, the next Call of Duty game. Yeah, true. It's not going to change this person's opinion. They already love the franchise, right? Yep. So I... I don't think that's going to do anything. I just find it encouraging the people who hated Halo Five love this one. <laughs> so I was like, it well, feels at least like it's an actual successor to Halo Three, which is what people have wanted for a long, long time. I'm worried that some people have said, um, like, some aspects remind them of Halo Four, and it's like, eh. if you could get something <laughs> in between Halo Three and Halo Four, but modernize it, I think that would make most people happy. Yeah, maybe. I think it's the thing is, I think you were wrong in thinking it's going to be an evolution of Halo 3. It oh, seems no, it definitely it's, isn't. It just feels like. 
I think it's. I think people are more uh, thinking it's an evolution of Halo, like the first Halo. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like taking the first Halo but making it now. Like no, was, I, when I say I mean the multiplayer feels like Halo. 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would say that that's a sequel to Halo Three and multiplayer because they they made the vehicle combat matter again, right? Yeah, and finally. Halo Infinite has this charm to it that feels very community driven, like Halo Three was. Although it has more of the look of Halo One, Halo CE. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's got a lot of good things going for it because I love the art style of Halo CE quite a bit. Yep. I, I even like it better than Halo Three in some cases. Like, I like the the um, armor of the Chief in Halo One better than I like it in Halo Three. Yep. I especially like it better than Halo Two. I don't think Halo Two's art style is. I thought it was so cool at the time. At the time, if you play Halo 2 when it came out, yes, the the art style was cool. It fit the time well. But I think that Halo 1 and Halo 3 hit the art style way better. Yeah, well, like Halo 1, I always love that chief. He's so chunky. (laughs) (laughs) Chunky. Well, I like everything in that game, honestly, more. I like the fact that the needler is is so much bigger and so much punchier. The same thing with the plasma rifle is gigantic in that game. Will likes big needles. Exactly. And big guns. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> all I can say. I'm very excited for the game. The multiplayer is fun. There's some definitely some issues. It only has enough modes. Um, and the progression, everyone's talked about it. The progression sucks. Though that doesn't bother me that much because I'm as long as I get some of the armor sets for free, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. We need recon. I want recon. <laughs> Yeah, I want it first. I want it last. I want it always. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, where I'm at is Halo Infinite. As long as you don't screw it up, three, four, three. This could be the best Halo game since, well, since Reach, really. Yep. Maybe best since Halo Three for beats Reach. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, that that's a better comparison. I would say Halo Infinite feels like the bridge between Halo Three and Reach. Yeah, because it's got the equipment, still got good vehicle gameplay. They left Sprint in there, but it's not really that impactful. No, it doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> it really feels like an like in between Reach and Three is what it feels like to me. Yeah, okay, but I can see that. Way modern. <laughs> yep, way more modern, way better. So I'm like so excited to use the grapple shot in the campaign. <laughs> yes, I am too. I'm definitely a fan of that. I've always loved grapple shots in the Zelda games. Yep. It will fit here. I'm just curious how well it will fit. Again, like I said, everyone seems to think it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, Will, feels like we're starting this from the beginning again with just me and you talking heads. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys haven't ever seen us in the beginning, this is how we looked in the beginning. It's just mm-hmm. like this, minus the names. Yep, and yeah, holding the phone. <laughs> it was like this. Yep, and like trying to like keep my arms steady all the entire podcast. <laughs> I'm going to make an announcement today. We are going to take a break in December. Okay. We're going to take a break from our last podcast of the year will be December 18th with a pretty cool big guest. I think we're going to be doing that in the middle of the day instead of the end of the day. And we'll be taking a break until at least January 8th. Oh, here we go. Doctor's office showed up. <laughs> was the Sega channel a gimmick? Yes. Almost definitely. Yeah, so. It was a gimmick with some cool features, though. And that's the thing. Like some, like, A gimmick doesn't have to be... A bad thing. A bad thing. It just has to be something that was a selling feature. 
mm-hmm. and it, it faded out over time. Right. Sega channel is like essentially yeah. the first download channel. So yeah, good, good call. Bringing that mm-hmm. up. It was a good idea. Kind of like the Sega net and uh, the Nintendo Famicom TV thing they did in Japan. I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, December 18th will be our last podcast of the year. We'll be taking at least two weeks off, returning probably January 8th to do the Fablecast. I'm excited for this one. Probably. Yes. It'll be either the 8th or the 15th. And if we really can't make that work, then it'll be the 22nd. But we're not going to put it to the 29th. It will be before the 29th. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and then uh, Will Will doesn't realize he's going to be taking the reins on the live cast for a little while after that. What does that mean? We'll talk. I don't agree. I don't concur. Fake news. Anyways, as always, I'm Chris. And I'm not Will anymore because I'm quitting. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you on the next Girlcast. See you guys. Bye, guys.